Good morning. This is your girl, Tam. And as usual, always coming to you with information and education and inspiring content that can change the world. That's what I do, darling. That's my best. Once again, this is a Exposure Magazine. Exposure Magazine is now uh, at 87,409 subscribers, and we are celebrating our eighth year anniversary. So I want to thank you guys so much for always tuning in, keeping us on your hearts and in your prayers as usual. And then you have Exposure TV Network. Of course, we go cross over to another platform. We're on Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV, as well as all of your Roku devices. Isn't that amazing? We have over 800,000 downloads in the middle of a pandemic, reaching 160 million households in 128 countries. Come on, somebody. Let me know that we got this going the right direction. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm not done yet. Did I say that we are now streaming on podcast platforms like iHeart, FM Radio, Series is Coming, Pandora, Amazon, Spotify. You can find exposure just about anywhere. You know why I call it exposure? Because we expose. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. So let's continue this journey. Today, I am with the most amazing incomparable pastor in the game i mean he is the best on this side of heaven i've been following him on social media just getting that word in anybody need a word today but we're gonna get a word today from the pastor pastor Wendon white is with us well i'm saying it wrong i'm saying it wrong jesus come on now jesus work with me here <laughs> pastor thank you for being here pastor white it is a blessing and an honor to just sit with you. You've been out here doing your thing. I see it all over social media. Tell me what is the ministry about? What are you? What are the hearts of men that you are trying to reach across the nation? Let's talk about that. Good morning. Um, thank you. I want to first say thank you for allowing me to be on your show. And um, man, I appreciate it. And can I uh, clarify something? I'm not a pastor. <laughs> I'm not a pastor. I want to just clarify that. But, uh, man, I really appreciate the opportunity. I thank God for the opportunity. I am a follower of Christ, though. Um, and what I do, man, I just really just take my life experiences that I have been through in my life and in the streets. Um, and I just I just try to um, show show the world that that you can change if you really want to change that if you really put your mind to change, that you can really be that change that you're looking for. And I just want, I just try to show um, the world that um, change, and if you put your put put it in God's hands, man, God will change you. All he need is an effort and he'll do the rest. Mm, awesome. You know, everyone has a different ministry. Tell me more about what your ministry is. And we're gonna get to the one part that's very important is that that space that said hey this is the way that you should go and you decided to step out on faith and go that way not many people will do that but what was that first and foremost what is the hearts of man that you are trying to reach through your ministry well well one thing i is i, I try to reach the masses whether it's um youth whether it's adult i try to reach the masses i um it doesn't matter if it's male or female and i try to touch their heart because one thing growing up in the urban community um we 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 stripped from that love we don't understand what love is we don't even understand what love looks like you know we may say that we love someone we may say you know i love my mom i love my dad but what do really what do love really really look like in the eyes of the urban community 
And if you really, and if you really dig deep into the urban community, a lot of us don't even realize what love is. We don't even understand what love is. Love is not, love is, love is, people, some people think love is a feeling. It's just a feeling. Now, love is more than just a, just a feeling. Love, love, love can be, love is, 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 is forgiveness. Love is compromising. Love is understanding. Love is patience. You know, love, love is all these things bottled up in one, but we don't really understand that in the urban community. So it's so easy for us to tear one another down because we really don't understand what love is because love is we are stronger together. Mm. Oh, wow. You know what? There is so many people who have endured church hurt when if someone you know, we, we go with the expectation to put our faith in man and we forget mm -hmm. that man can fail us every time. What would you say to that person today who is dealing with church hurt? Well, one thing I want, the, 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 the most crucial thing about that is you have to forgive that person that hurt you um, and understand that, that, understand that you could never put your faith in people. You always have to put your faith in the Lord because anytime you put your faith in faith in a person, a person is always going to fail you. They could never, they could never live up to the expectation that you want them to. They only can live up to a certain standard, but they can't live up to that expectation of God or they can't live up to that expectation of Jesus. So my my advice to them is um, to them is to forgive that person for what they did and understand that that person is still human. And then you ask, and then you you go in and you seek God on your. That's why it's seek He first. You know, seek seek Him with all of your heart, and then let God do the rest. And then you will understand that you know you you get to understand that that you can always when you when you when you seek God for yourself and understand who God is, you're gonna always be able to look at people through the eyes of God. So it's certain things that um, people are not gonna upset you with. People are not going to make you mad with. People are not going to, um, it's, it's, it's just something because you're going to always look at them. When you view people through the eyes of God, man, you are, you, you, you don't see faults. Mm -hmm. Even though everybody have their faults, you don't see that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think that, you know, because the church, church is for people who are sick, right? So it's a hospital, yes. right? And so when people go, they go with the expectation that man, this person that is in the, at the poor pit is going to uh, be able to change my life. And, it, and they, they are looking to man to change my life. And then the moment that that person does not come through, we blame God. And that's, and that's, and that's because we don't really know God. And, and that, that's 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 the re if you if you're steady putting your faith in men, men are always going to fail you. And that's what a lot of us have to understand. Church is not. First of all, you got to understand you are the church. The sanctuary that you go to is not the church. That's just the building that we go and fellowship under. But you got to understand first of all that you are the church. So with you being the church, how much Christ do you have in you? And that's where it boils down to how much Christ do you have in you? Because when you when you have Christ in you and you're walking in the in this Holy Spirit, you and you're gonna understand that people are people, and you cannot knock people from being people. Because when you when you ask sister so-and-so to loan you that money, or you ask brother um so-and-so to loan you that money, and they don't come through for you. Well, ask yourself this. Did, 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 was you led by the spirit to ask them for that? 
where you led by the spirit to um do what it is that you went and did and they didn't do it what you thought they should have did was you led by the spirit to do that because one thing about god god would never make a fool of you god would never god would never tell you to do something if it's not beneficial towards you and that's where we go wrong at in the church that because we're looking for people to answer our prayers instead of praying and, and, and asking God to answer our prayers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, well, let's get down to that because there's the moment in your life that you heard from God and that usually is in the storm. What was a dark storm that you had to go through and endure in order for you to say, wait a minute, it's time for Mr. White to make a change. What was that storm? What was that moment? Well, it was um, it was the it was the the, the spring of two thousand and fourteen, and um, I I was just in a car accident, and me and my me and my um my girlfriend, she's my wife now. We had just went through a real bad breakup, and um, man, I just it it was so many things happening. I had man, I I had so much money from selling drugs and everything. I I was just losing everything, and I had fell into a real real deep depression. And um, I didn't know that depression was real. You know, I just, I, you know, you hear people say, uh, man, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. But now I re I fell in a real depression, like the hospitals and um, medication and therapists. And, and, I, and, I, and I was just at a terrible, terrible place in my life. I was at the lowest place in my life. And I didn't think nobody understood. And, and to be honest, didn't nobody under understand what I was going through, you know, and I'm and man, my I had my children, and man, I just didn't want. I didn't. I, I didn't want to get out the bed. I just didn't want to do nothing. I just stayed in my bed. I cried for about six, seven months. It was. It was. Just, I was just at a worst, worst place. A terrible, terrible place in my life. And then, um, uh, my 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 wife, she introduced me to this church. She introduced me to this church, Unity Gospel House of Prayer, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And um, I went to this church one day one Sunday and I heard this um amazing pastor by the name of Pastor Marlon Locke. I heard him speak a word. And um, that word man, it, it translated and I felt that word. He was a young pastor and man he was he was he was preaching. And and one thing that I the, that I loved when I first walked into the church it was just that love I felt. Everybody was greeting me and every all the men were hugging me, welcoming me and I, I just never been around nothing like that ever in my life. And then, man, I came one Sunday. Then the next Sunday was June 29th, um, 2014. And I heard him preach. And, man, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of going through. I done, I done tried everything. Now I'm going to give God a try. Then I got, I, I got saved. I got saved June 29th, 2014. And that was the best decision by far that I've ever made in my life. Okay. 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 All right. And you don't even probably know why I'm sitting here saying, okay. <laughs> and to my listeners and to my viewers, right now, I am so in awe because God is so intentional that this is so hilarious to me and you don't understand. Um, first and foremost, <laughs> I, I looked at my um, agenda for this morning and I had a meeting with you. And I was like, okay, now, mind you, your name was similar to another pastor that I was supposed to be meeting with. And I said, okay, God, I'll, I'll do it. And um, then you mentioned Milwaukee. 
And I have been fighting to not touch Milwaukee, even though I I I, I was born in Milwaukee at St. Joseph Hospital, okay? Uh-huh. I came up around Sherman Park area. So this back in the day when Sherman was, you know, where affluent African-Americans lived and it was a good neighborhood and loved it to death. Um, and then you mentioned Pastor Locke. I used to work with Pastor Locke. So we, I mean, we shared so many laughs and just had such a great time back in the day when he was a police officer. We worked together. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I go way back with him. And um, how the irony of this conversation just comes about. And as we were opening, God said to give it to him, give him whatever he needs to be able to get the message out. And then I'm like, what? Not again, God, come on, for real today. (laughs) So I do it, right? But, oh my God, my God, my God. And so this is is quite an interesting um, journey, but I thank God for today. And I thank God for introducing us. because it's such an an amazing story to hear um because milwaukee has the highest rate of incarceration i want people to know this over 77 percent of african-american males in the state of wisconsin have seen prison before the age of 18 years old um i came up around the era where the jump out boys and the police and the massive incarceration was hitting our communities like it was crazy you know indictments was coming down and it you know it was just in order for you to get through milwaukee to even be where you at right now and say hey i was i did xyz i sold drugs or whatever the case may be and not be in prison for the next 30 years of your life and god just to store you know to hold you and, and let that pass, you know, and you to be here where you're at right now. I just thank God that we have this moment to sit with each other because I've been fighting against doing anything in Milwaukee. And how funny is it that he just said, ah, I'm going to do this today. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I am serious. I have so much hurt that comes out of Milwaukee that I, I, I try not to face it. I try not to look at it. I try not to touch it. And for me to have an opportunity just to sit with you this morning and you say that, and then your last name is White. And so I'm like, I wonder if he's family because my family in Milwaukee, that our last name is White, you know? So we own the bait shop over on the east side. And I know that that connects me to any of the family when, I'm, when I talk about the um, bait shop. If they're a White, they'll know that our family owns um, the bait shop over on Center Street. So anywho, at the end of the day, I just thank God to have this opportunity to sit with you. Wow, serendipity. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah. Glory to God. Yes, very much so, serendipity. So uh, definitely tell the pastor that you got a chance to um, sit with me. And I said, hello. Absolutely, I sure will. So I'm gonna continue on my journey here. Um, how amazing is this? So to expose people to the word of God today, as many of um, the saints don't, we don't walk the neighborhoods and witness to people. Like back in the day, my mom was Pentecostal apostolic. So I watched her walk all over Milwaukee, just witnessing and praying with people. Um, where is that now in the church? Is it behind four walls that they're safer there than it is to go out in the streets and bring God's people to him? Tell me, what does that look like? Well, you know what? Because down at Unity Gospel House of Prayer, we 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 do that quite often. We walk through the neighborhoods. But one thing that I one thing that I've understood that I that I've learned and understand with what's going on with the church, it's been a shift in the church. You know, so 
um, what, what, what we used to see grandmother them do back in the day, that's just really not going on right now because of how dangerous the streets are. So God is looking for young men like me, young women like myself that's that's been out here in these streets and these games. He's looking for us to, you know, come back and take the streets back over. He see, I, I can go places where the average person wouldn't be able to go. See, I can go to the drug to, to the dope house because I still got friends that sell dope. I can go to the to the to the where they where they shooting dice at because I understand all that lingo and you know not try to force anything on the person that I believe in because that's not that's not what 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 God wants us to do but just live by live by the way that God want me to live and let my light shine so man to see my light shine and then they they want to know like man something changed with Dale like man what, what what's going on when they start being intrigued on what's going on with me then I can I can I can give them what God has did for me and let them understand like, man, the same God that did it for me without putting that pressure on them and say, hey, man, you going to hell. And, man, you shouldn't be doing that because who am I to judge? It's not for me to judge them because God was patient with me for 30 some plus years. Who am I to say? Because now that I done got my life together, that now I'm going I'm to I'm go back to, to, to the guys I used to hang out with and I'm going to get them 30 minutes to get their life together and just give up on them. Now that's 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 what we get it wrong at in the church. We don't get it. We we don't do that. We still have that same patience with the people. Like I still talk to talk to my drug dealing friends, my friends that drink, my friends that 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 just live their life every single day without giving without giving God a chance. But guess what though? They see the light that that that, that I have now, and they understand what I'm doing. They don't knock me, and I don't knock them. But they know, like man, anytime you around there, is it's just a different atmosphere. And then they ask the question, man. How's this going? How's that going? What if I do this? What if I do that? And I give them those nuggets because I can plant the seed and then I'm going to let you water them and then I'm going to let God give the increase. I'm not going to try to do it all at one time. That's all it's about. You do your job, play your role in, in, in your ministry, and then you just let God do it. If you plant the seeds, I'm a water. If I if I plant the seeds, you water because we know ultimately God is going to give the increase. And that's that's all we're supposed to be doing. Mm, 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 mm. Wendell, um, that is an amazing thing for you to be able to go back to the hood. And I always tell people that a lot of times, if you don't speak the language, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to minister to the hearts of those who came up through the streets, because it's a different code of ethics um, and that we would understand, you know what I'm saying? And so um, when I say we, it's because I too understand exactly what you're talking about. So I just want to say thank you so much for just being who you are and being able to minister to the hearts of those who are still out there. Um, going forward, what can people see from you? How can they follow you? Um, well, you can follow me on, on on Facebook at Wendell White, or you can follow me on Instagram at WendellW underscore 24. Um, or you can follow my YouTube page, Wendell Speaks. And man, you just, what you gonna get from me, you gonna get the real, you gonna get my heart. Cause one thing, every time I, I, I turn on my social media, I do anything on social media, I do anything with people in general. I try to speak to your heart. I don't try to speak to the person because I know the person may not, they might not want to hear me, but I know your your heart is always going to be open to listen, you know, and all I try to do is just plant those seeds and I don't try to be overwhelming. I just plant those seeds and I keep it moving. Then when I go home and take it into prayer, I know that God is going to send somebody to water those seeds 
that that I planted, and I know He's gonna get the increase because that's the type of God that 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 we serve. That He wants to see you saved. He wants to He wants to see your soul redeemed. So I know if I do my job, God's going to do His job. Awesomeness, you know. Um, if you could if you could speak back to your ten year old self, what would you say to him? Oh wow, my ten year old self. What would I say to me at? Um, I would tell myself that um, it, it it's a better it's it's a better life than what I what I see, than what I what, what I was growing up around because I I'm, I was born and raised in the city of Chicago. Um, all my all my family all my um, my family I was born around drug dealers, so everybody in my family sold drugs. So I've been selling drugs since I was like twelve years old. Um, so. I would tell myself that there's a better way than than what 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 I see, because the thing about an alternative, people say, yeah, it's an alternative, but you got to see an alternative to know that is an alternative. And to if if I if I can go back to ten years old, I would listen to those teachers. I would listen to my foster parents um, and say, man, that is a better way than the way that you. Um, the way the way that you view things or your perspective of life because i knew at an early age when when when, when my uncle showed me 200 and, and plus thousand dollars i knew that i was going to sell drugs at a tender age of 11 12 years old so at if, if i can go back to then i would go and say man it is a better way it is a better way than what you see just open your mind to to, to see something different mm. wow I want you to do me a quick favor before we break. I want you to, if you could do me such a kind favor, speak yes. to the hearts of young men who are confused. Um, that child was being raised by a single parent mother and being told to be a man or seeing these things in his community. How, what, what happens to him as he's thrown into this world to be a man before he can even be a boy. What would you well, say? one thing, one thing, I'm sorry, one thing that I would encourage the parents is um, first of all, we have to stop stripping our young men from their natural resources. And when I say their natural resources, I mean you have to stop stripping men of their love. You have to stop stripping them of compassion. You have to stop stripping them of, of, of sympathy and caring. And when I say stripping them of that, as a young boy, we are taught in the um, urban community, stop crying. I ain't gonna even say the urban community. This is just men all all over the board, white man, black man, Chinese man, it doesn't matter. This, but we are taught this as a man. Stop crying, stop being a punk. Stop, um, man, only girls do that, man. Stop, man, man up. That's the wrong way to raise a, a young man because what you're doing is you're taking, you're taking that emotional side away from them and we have to be emotional we have to be able to express ourselves emotionally because if we don't you're turning us into monsters you're turning us into careless human beings so now when we get older that we don't know how to care when we go get these wives and these, and these girlfriends and things of that nature we get into these relationships we don't know how to care we don't know how to open up we don't know how to do any of those things because we have been stripped of that, those natural resources at birth. And until we can understand that even as a little boy, a little boy deserves to be, when he, when he climbing a tree and he scrape his leg, he, he need to cry. Let him cry. I, I was taught this by my mentor. 
crying is actually good for the soul. It actually, when you cry, it releases a it releases a hormone that actually makes the soul feel good, make your body feel good. That's why when so many people cry, they say, I feel better after they cry because you need to cry. So when you don't cry, you don't let those emotions in, you, you bottling all this stuff in as a man, you don't know who to turn to, you don't know who to talk to because you don't want to, you don't want to come off as being weak. So now, when, when you get out into the world, you explode. And guess what? When you explode, somebody is in trouble. Either your, either your, your, your girlfriend, your kid's mother, uh, another black man, or another man that's in your path, either your own mother, somebody is in trouble. So when you explode, you have nowhere to put this stuff to. And when you explode, man, it, it's, it's just chaos and confusion all over because this young boy, this man that was once a young boy was stripped from his natural resources as a young boy. Mm. And on that message said, I think your heart is straight right here on Exposure TV, Exposure Magazine, and Exposure Podcast Community. This show is brought to you by the amazing and incomparable, you know who I am, <laughs> Tam. Let's do this again. Once again, tune into the podcast. Um, you're going to hear so much more from Wendell on the platform. I, I pray that he will accept our offer to lead us um, in the faith-based community as we grow. And I thank you so much for being here with me, Wendell White. It's been a pleasure and an honor uh, to just sit here with you this morning and just uh, really, I guess, uh, in a moment of peace, serenity, and just in God's name, this has been a blessing. You all, please tune in as we continue the journey and remember that exposure is not just a publication not just a podcast not just a television network but we are a lifestyle and that's changing the narrative and the trajectory for african americans across the platform thank you so much guys you have been awesome